Welcome to the Strategic Life Podcast, episode 60, Family Business, with your hosts, Coach Mario. And Dr. Mario. Along with Frank. Welcome back. Did you miss us? <laughs> <laughs> family business. We're going to talk about the family. It was spring break. Family. <laughs> Channeling your Vin Diesel there. There he is. Family business. If you're in business with family already, you already know how great and how fun it is. But we're going to talk about all things. Exciting. Benefits of working. So the pros of working with family, the cons of working with family, and for the opposite side of the equation, the opposite side of the coin, we're also going to talk about people who work in a family business that aren't part of the family, because I think that's something that's most likely not looked, you know, that's not, not looked into. or Unheard not, or unspoken. Not actually. considered, right? Mm-hmm. When you promote Correct. the brother-in-law and you promote the cousin, you give him the raise and he comes around with a new car and the other VP of operations who's not in the family comes around in the old Corolla <laughs> yep. and sees the new car every year. And he's working harder than the other guy? Correct. Yeah, so we're going to talk about a few things about family business, but if you're already in a family business, we feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> There's three Garcias in this podcast. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. We still have, I mean, I worked for one of my dad's other companies long ago, and we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we have our coaching practice now. Uh, so we know a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah? Absolutely. What say you, Sir Frank? No. Um, <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> I am from the school of the Ten Crack Commandments, Uh-oh. and I listen to number seven. Keep your family and business completely separated. Mm. Money and blood don't mix. And then you can look up the rest of the lyrics. Interesting. Well, um, if you're no, part of Frank's I, I, family, I apologize in advance for your son, they know cousin, it. daughter. <laughs> they know it. Um, Sounds like something Yoda would say. I, I, I've had, it's just me, my experiences. Um, I I don't want that drama. I don't want that stress. I like to keep it separated. Um, so I, 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 I see more of the cons and the pros when it comes to dealing with family. One, two, um, my my family that I would bring into the business, they all have either jobs that they love or successful businesses. So like we're they're not in the same industry. Not a county. lot of good prospects, I guess. Yeah, of so- those you might consider, I presume. Correct, correct. So it's not mm-hmm. something that they want to tackle on. So why force it? You know, we're not there yet. So. Got it. Interesting. Dr. Mario? And again, we're just going for a... <laughs> I know we could all go for an hour with this. But, uh, high level view. High level, yeah. Bird's mm-hmm. eye view here on perspective. It definitely, it's, it's mixed emotions. There are a lot of pros, and there are also quite a handful of cons as hmm. to why not to bring families into the business. And, uh, you know, business in and of itself is kind of like a marriage if you have a partner. So you can only imagine if conflict comes in, which is something that we'll talk about, mm-hmm. what happens to the family relationship in those trying times. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's get into it. What are the benefits, gentlemen, pros of working as a family member, working in a family business? One, I think, you know, obviously the relationships. You're, you already are family, so you already know each other. So there's some perspective on knowing maybe perhaps depending how well you know your family, uh, and maybe you'll know them even better after they come in and totally tank their job. But uh, <laughs> ultimately, you can kind of presume who you can put where based on how well you know them. So you can, you, you know where you can start to put, what, what roles work best for those family members. It can be a more relaxed environment because it's not, you know, some, you know, some uh, individuals where you may not get along with or things of that nature. I mean, unless you're the one, unless you're not the one hiring, <laughs> then you might hire the cousin that in accounting that you don't like or whatnot. But 
Uh, so that's just a couple of the things. What else, gentlemen, what do we have? Well, benefits. I, I think as far as the benefits, you hit the nail right on the head with regards to the flexibility. I recall when yes. we first started Garcia Law Offices back in 2003, uh, I hired uh, Erica, one of my, one of my daughters, mm-hmm. as the office manager. And then a baby came along. And so the baby was with us all the time. That was obviously a plus for me, mm-hmm. right? Having a grandson there. Right. Uh, so it gave her that flexibility because, you know, childcare, especially today, it's a very <laughs> difficult situation uh, where if you, you know, if you don't have the appropriate childcare or if, if it's out of your budget, then you got to stay home. So right. there's yeah. not that many remote stay at home type jobs. I mean, there are more now than they were. Uh, back in 2003, for sure. Right. Um, but that was a very positive uh, thing. It was a, a positive environment. Um, we had several families, uh, Frank, as part of the firm. We had my sister-in-law that worked for me at one time. Uh, my son, Mario, occupied a desk for me at one time. <laughs> and I, occupi- I occupied it good. And that tells you all you need to know about how that went. <laughs> Uh, my son-in-law, Tito, worked at the law firm uh, because we had, from uh, the start of the law firm, we evolved and created a title company, a mortgage company, a real estate company as well. And so uh, we were able to provide uh, family members with positions and jobs uh, for growth. And my oldest daughter, Melanie, actually uh, released herself from our uh, title company and went on uh, to work with a major, major bank in the mid uh, so Midwest. That's another thing as well that, I mean, uh, you kind of glazed over, but essentially, yeah, you can create opportunities for your family yes. as right. well. So the, the, the more you grow your family, the more you can bring in other people, whether, whether it's family or not, but you're, you're creating opportunities for yourself and your community, uh, even if it's your personal friend community. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, there's an understanding, so to speak, that if it's the family business, it's kind of like we're all in this together, right? I mean, there's nothing worse if you've ever worked in, uh, and if you haven't, uh, if you're in a large corporate job where someone comes in and they're trying to motivate a bunch of people who don't care, you know, they're trying to do these team buildings and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously you can see where some people are disinterested or it's just a job for them or mm-hmm. a stepping stone to, you know, whatever they want to do on, uh, from then on. So when it's that, that family dynamic, understanding that this is the business, this is us, there's, I think, in my opinion, for most, is that there's an understanding that we're all in this together. The better we do, the better we all do. And then obviously the better we can, you know, obviously ultimately take home as well. Yeah. And, and on future pacing, you know, there's also like, hey, is this business going to be passed down? I've seen that family businesses oh, yeah. that get passed down. A little bit of a legacy. Um, yeah, exactly. So you leave a legacy, you know, hey, um, I'm an accountant. My child is an accountant. It gets passed down. Their child yeah. will be an accountant. gets passed down. Um, so it's easier to maintain the client base. It's easier to grow the business because you already have generational knowledge mm-hmm. about how to run that. Um, you know, so especially if, if, if it's been passed down to you, um, most likely the building that you're in was already purchased or already you know so there's already a, a, a head start once you get involved if it's previous same thing or you're leaving the head start for whoever you're passing it on to um so yeah so there it creates a shortcut yeah yeah that long-term outlook is extremely important and having an exit strategy whether it's a family-owned business right. or any other individual um or partnership is extremely important as we looked at uh garcia law well we know that unless you're a lawyer you really can't inherit a law firm. Uh, however, from the law firm, looking at that long-term strategy, that's why I went ahead and invested and created 
a title company and all the other uh, type of uh, real estate associated organizations mm. because those types of organizations can be inheritable, yeah. you know, it can mm -hmm. be transferred. Correct. And so I was thinking about, you know, long term in the future yeah. uh, in, in that regard. Yeah. And ultimately, uh, I think some flexibility. Right. And when it's family, it's you can come and say, hey, I have a doctor's appointment. And for the most part, you're not going to get questioned or asked to submit the request through Zip Zap app and then get it approved in the Dingle Bop form. You know what I mean? Like multiple systems, use uh, multiple, excuse me, some companies, larger companies use multiple systems. And, you know, so you have to put in the request and get it approved and get it signed off on. Correct, correct. I know a company I worked for. It's you can do swaps because it was just that large of a company you someone could fill in your role you had to submit the swap form and put it in you know what i mean so you get a lot of flexibility in that regard and obviously if you're late in some other things you know you know again it's it's family you know again there's obviously the dark side of this equation where someone is habitually late and of course since it's family they just you know come in and eh whatever but we're, we're, we're talking yeah, but about it does, we're talking about pros here <laughs> yeah but it is easier you could show up at 905 910 right. it doesn't at nine o'clock you have to be on the phone no you know so right so there's um, some you're flexibility right. you're absolutely. right yeah, and it's thing, easier like, to it's easier also to make big decisions not just about vacation times and swaps but also this strategic decisions with regards mm -hmm. to investing uh employee turnover when that happens uh because undoubtedly you know you might run out of family members. That would be a good problem to have if you continue to grow. So then what's next? And, and that also brings a challenge. So we'll talk about that a little bit later because some family-owned businesses that emerge and grow then obviously hit brick walls. Yeah, and if you have healthy communication in a healthy business, um, then it's it's a lot easier. Everybody has yeah. a common goal. Everybody's yep. pushing towards the same thing. The investment part will be there, whether it's time or money. Um, so it's easier to help each other out. Yeah, I call them actually active stakeholders because yeah. they are family. And e even if you, know, you have a cousin or a, in my case, I hired my sister-in-law, even if she's not a direct shareholder, of the organization, they have a vested interest in seeing you grow, correct, uh, and and in supporting uh, whatever mission uh, and purpose the organization has. Yeah, absolutely. So those are pros. Now let's talk about some cons. <laughs> if you if you already work with your family, I know you could probably contribute to this podcast at the moment. But um, <laughs> well, this was a listener request. Yeah, absolutely. it was a yeah. listener so request. What are some of the cons of working with your family? Uh, from, you know, we've we obviously in some of our research, we saw one of the top things was family members are often promoted, even if they're not ideal to fit the new position. Yeah, that goes against one of my principles, right cheeks in the right seats. Right. So depending <laughs> how depending how much family, right, because it's one thing to have family business and say you own it, but you're let's say Frank owns it, but he's just kind of the money behind the financing behind the business. I'm maybe the one doing daily operations and then maybe someone else is a VP. But if you have multiple people in the family and someone else is getting consistently promoted, and let's just say those are the cousins or, you know, whoever that gets a, most along the most or they do lunch often. They have the most rapport with each other. You're going to start to get resentful people in the family. And they're obviously, and you know what's going to happen? Well, the old watering cool is going to fire off. The old, yeah. tox the old <laughs> well, toxic, the ah, well, Ralito got promoted again. What a surprise. Yeah. The promotional thing can also work the other way. Hey, I'm a family member and you're dealing with all this personal stuff and then you don't get the promotion or you feel you're underpaid. Mm -hmm. I, I've seen that yeah. as well, right? I do so much for this person, but not in the business. Like, right. Yeah, you might help them with groceries and cleaning the house. But when it comes down to the business, you're not that instrumental to it. Yeah, um, yeah keep in mind that somebody, somebody who's... Um, whether they're wanting more, whether they deserve it or not, they're going to be easily 
what's the word? <laughs> they're gonna be easily, they're gonna be very scornful mm. <laughs> seeing someone else get something, even if they, because yeah. they're, they're gonna think they're ready for it. And it could be a combination of things. They were ready for the money increase that would be, uh, you know, coming along with that opportunity, but they ultimately might not have been the right person for the job, yeah. Yeah, same thing money-wise. Um, if they see the owner of the business, you know, buying a new car, right? And regardless where the money came from, it could be from another business, but they're going to automatically correlate yeah. it to, this is my effort. I sacrificed for this family. I sacrificed Correct. for you. That's the only reason you can afford that car. Why don't I have one, right? And yep. and, and so that also gets in the way. Um, people's egos, people's pride, uh, self-image, whether it's poor or very high of themselves, yeah. um, that'll start blending into the money yeah. uh and it that does. and and when when people start making that correlation even if it's incorrect it can be a dangerous thing i've yeah. seen that in other family businesses obviously not ours but uh, ex external members that are not family that get to feel that way uh for whatever reason they believe that they deserve more and so that's where you start seeing perhaps some fraud some embezzlement and those kinds of things yeah. I actually did witness that, you know, as an attorney coming in and doing an audit and helping up an organization that was family owned, um, only to discover that one of the individuals that was an account manager was actually doing that, uh, was taking product, was uh, embezzling money and, and doing oh, all yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's the con. So for the leadership, you know, family or not family, it's important to know what everyone brings to the table. Yeah. And you got to be very careful because let's say you own the business or, or you're the main stakeholder, or whatever you're, you're, you're the primary source of income for the business. Um, and now you hire people that are not blood related and you can sit there till you're blue in the face telling them you're your family. You're my brother. You're my sister. You're family. You're my brother. You're my sister. But if that person has in their mind, I'm not blood. No, I'm not family. Right. I'm another mm -hmm. employee. Right. No, you don't break bread with me like that. Yeah. You no. it doesn't matter what you do for that person you will never overcome that. Right. Um, one of the things that like we always tell our clients, and I know we've said it here, you cannot compete with somebody's self-talk. Right. So if they're telling mm -hmm. themselves these negative things about it or these comparisons to other people in the game or other people in, this, in the same business, in the same office, you will lose that every time. Yeah. So you have to be very careful when you're, when, when you're commingling mm -hmm. actual family members and outsiders. Because they will, I'm an outsider. I'll never be, I'm, I'll never amount to this. I'll never have stake in the business. I'll never do yeah. this. You know? So, and even if you bring them in, then you might, you might shun off the regular family. Oh, look, he's giving so-and-so share right. in the business. But me, his blood doesn't want to do right. that. Right. No, and now yeah. they take it harder. So you got to yeah. be very careful how you balance that out. Absolutely. That's yeah. true. When you see downturn economies or inflation such as we have now, yeah. you're also going to perhaps experience where family members are willing to commit are willing to take less pay. Uh, right. Others that are not probably won't be of the same mindset. I mean, that's another thing too. I mean, as we consider pay and and you know what other people look at when they're, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, judging or why don't I have that or why didn't I get that promotion? Mm -hmm. Specific within a family business, unless you're the one in accounting and you and you write the checks where you know exactly what the people are getting paid, never be surprised by the amount of uh, the amount. And the way that people will put themselves under, meaning what you see people drive in doesn't necessarily mean they can afford it. That doesn't mean that the 
the, uh, the other person in the company is actually getting paid well because they come in the new Maserati. They can be going home to their efficiency. And we're in Miami, so I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they could be going home to the efficiency and just driving the good car because that's, hey, they, they want a nice car. That's what they've gone in. So just because they're upgrading something often doesn't mean that they're doing well for themselves. Again, you might be writing the check, so you might be, no, no, no. He's doing, he's doing very well for himself. But okay. so... That isn't necessarily a reflection of someone else. So you also just be mindful of what you judge. You have to keep a clear head when you're working with family in family business. And more importantly, because that's essentially a personal problem, that's another thing. That's another con of working with families is bringing personal business from home into the business and vice versa, mm -hmm. taking bit of the personal business from the work home too. Right. Yeah, but perception is projection. Exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like if you're driving that fancy car and you're wearing the fancy clothes um, and that's what they're seeing and you walk in all day. Hey, I'm, I'm top dog. I run this show. Mm -hmm. You're going to attract that kind of thing. Like that's what you're putting out on a daily basis. People are going to be like, oh, look how well he's doing. You could be negative in the bank account. Right. They don't know that. Right. They don't see that, right? So that's one of the things that you have to be very careful with family. Mm -hmm. um, also, hey. Frank's not here today. He's off for a week. Okay, Frank's home. But now if you're family, you know Frank's traveling to Europe. Right. Hey, <laughs> oh, he's taking trips to Europe. He right. took a week off to go to Europe, not a week yeah. off to stay home and fix something, right? So he's like, in yeah, Roma. Yeah, the perception is, the, yeah. the, the perception, the details to it that you can't hide, that you can't keep secret, that you can't keep private, mm -hmm. that, yeah. that'll be all over the place. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that, that, that can be in and outside of family business or in person. I mean, just as an example, about I'm sure it, it can be applied, and uh, you know you might be able to even think of a scenario where it's happened. But I don't know. I just had, as you spoke, I thought about uh, I don't know if it was Bad Boys One or Two with uh, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. He has he's driving what ten different cars in those movies, but I don't know if he's driving either the Porsche or the Ferrari at one point. But Martin Lawrence gets upset with him. He's like, "Look, I don't have no inheritance. I'm not out here because my daddy was rich and out here playing cop." Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just, in, you know, because he's got money, even though, you know, being a police officer was his passion, he's judging him based on what he had. Mike Lowry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you can't judge others based on what they have because, again, you don't know how they're living. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, again, just piggybacking off that, make sure you keep the personal business at home and keep the uh, 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 the, the business problems in the business. I mean, because, right. you know, what can happen at the family barbecue? You start talking about all the things, and if things aren't going well, yeah. You might have a family barbecue that talks about the business problems and then, you know, the steak might get burned. Yeah. You start to <laughs> you start to bleed bleed the line of of uh, of business and pleasure, you know. Yeah, to, to that topic, another con is um, the group thinking. If you're constantly mm -hmm. around the same people that have your same culture, same yeah. ideology, same upbringing, same intellectual construct and, and, and educational background, um, you're not thinking outside the box. So if you constantly are just using the same people over and over and over for the same projects over and over and over, you're going to get the same results over and over yeah. and over. Um, instead of bringing in an outsider who might have a fresh perspective, who might have an idea on, on something new for the game, Right, yeah, or, industry. or just a completely separate culture Correct. where you know we think this way. You know, like, we, get, we do that here. We say, oh, because we're in Florida and we're in Miami. You know, as we give you certain examples of the way things are done here, but rightfully so, not everyone is going to think the same way, and you could have missed opportunities if everyone in the family is from a certain place, from a certain. Correct. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's a that's a that's a big uh, so the a big group deal. mentality. While the pro is, hey, you might have a common goal. The negative is everybody's taking the exact same step. There's nothing mm -hmm. different. So if you're in a place where the business needs to grow, yeah. but nobody knows how to grow it, then or you're stuck. 
or the person in charge has been doing it the same way for the last 60 years and that's how I made my first million or whatever, then they may not want to change and who are they listening to? Correct. I'm not going to listen to these knucklehead grandchildren of mine. I, right. I built this company myself. I know what I'm doing. If it wasn't for you, you wouldn't even be here because I gave you the you know, But then that ability to shift and, and roll with the times might go out the window. And so that can be another con uh, in that working with family. You know? That's a great one. Uh, and ultimately, last but not least, as we talk about the cons, um, it might be difficult to make the decisions that need to be, that need to be made. If someone's not performing... They might need to be let go. If someone, you know, if, if let's say, like, for instance, like, I mean, the COVID and all these other things happen, if there's or a recession were to hit, things need to be cut back. Obviously, no one's going to be like, you know what? You know what, Grandpa? Go ahead and just dock my pay since we're struggling. <laughs> no one's going to volunteer to have their, you know, their, their, their money's reduced or, uh, you know. But again, more specifically, just the, the, the tough decisions that need to be made may be difficult or may not be made at all, therefore hurting the company in itself because, the person in charge can be like, well, I can't let these people go. They're my family. Correct. So they can continue to bleed out. And the company will bleed out because, hey, I, you know, I have I, their well-being's in my hands. The money's not there, but I'm going to keep paying it. And then, you know, the, the whole thing can go under because they want to take care of their own. Yeah, most family businesses will have a huge, will, 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 will pay more. Um, even though they don't want to. So what ends up happening is they'll hire an extra person that they don't need or they'll have an extra salary that they shouldn't have or they'll pay extra that they shouldn't. Most family businesses that we look at have something to that extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and, and again, a lot of it has to do with that mentality, um, which is good and bad, right? Hey, it's good in the sense of, hey, you know, that other person sees what you're trying to do for them, but it's also hurting the business. Um, so it's a double-edged sword yeah. as to, you know, how you use that. Um, as far as releasing a family member, like <laughs> you guys say, I'm, I, I go straight to fire. But uh, as long as, rele- as far as releasing a family member, yeah, that's a tough conversation. Hey, how do you, how do you fire somebody? How do you let go of somebody that doesn't want to be let go? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end of the day, you go home and you know, you have, you know, Saturday brunch with them. You know that that like that one's difficult, exactly. right? You fire him on and Friday, the whole family's there. Yeah, now you fire you him know? on Friday. You meet him on church Sunday morning for breakfast. Hey, how's how's your weekend? Yeah, so you it, need a, you need a recommendation letter, exactly. <laughs> and especially if they're gonna feel like they're singled out, right? So now let's say you have three, four family members. One of them has to go. You still have three or four working at you know at the business, but now you have that one that didn't. The black sheep of the family, mm. and that's how they're gonna accept it. That's how they're right. gonna take it. The way I have, have overcame that, and that certainly was an experience that we had uh, in the law firm and in one of our other organizations, is establishing boundaries. You know, yeah, creating a best practices agreement with the employees, even if they are family members, yeah. saying these are the hours, this is the flexibility that you have. You know, I've already mentioned the case where my daughter had that flexibility. Uh, this is how we want to represent our organization. And if you violate any of these tenets, then you might be looking to release yourself from this position. Subject to release. Exactly. And so having that understanding up front is what allowed me to do that in in my own family. You know, my sister moved on. My son moved on. uh, My oldest daughter moved on to a great six-figure position. Crazy. Really great. Uh, my daughter Erica was a professional photographer now. So all of my kids m- transitioned. Uh, Mario and I now own several businesses together. 
uh, and as a partnership. And again, it's healthy boundaries. You're responsible for A, I'm responsible for B. Yeah. This is where the finances are. This is where the targets are. These are what the limits. And so that's what works in family-owned environments. Okay. Because at, at the end of the day, you have to have a long-term outlook. If your family member that you're in business with is not going to be in your mindset, you know, looking at the standards that you've set, What's the purpose of the organization? What's the mission? Who are our red carpet clients? And if they start, you know, fishing in the wrong pool, then they can go out there and fish alone, right? If, if they're trying to set something else up, because that's what we see a lot in organizations, whether they're family-owned or not. So I think establishing those healthy boundaries are extremely important. They have been for us. They've made, we've, I've maintained solid relationships with all my kids and my grandkids and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, me too, even after I got fired. Even by, after he by got dad. <laughs> even, even after he got released. Still stayed at that desk. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. I mean, it's... Now I, they want to know why. Because... No, um, <laughs> Uh, old news. Yeah, old I, I mean, no, realistic. I mean, I, I did get released. Granted, I got released with another option, right? There was another business. There's always gotten, another option. I had initially gotten the license. I think it was the mortgage broker license at the time. Yes. So he's like, okay, well, here we go. I'll pay for the license. So he moves me over. He didn't release me. He just gave me another opportunity to make money somehow, somewhere else. And then, then the opportunity was, yeah, you're going to be full-time there. Just so happened that the recession hit at that moment. So it wasn't... Uh, beneficial for me at the time did i deserve to be released long before that move happened <laughs> there you go long before that happened however you know my mentality granted i was young i was in my early 20s at the yes, time absolutely so my job before if you can imagine was working at a skating rink <laughs> so moving from a skating rink to a law firm uh how can i put this my opportunity to give a couple cares. <laughs> Not that it wasn't there, but I mean, what was my average day? Go home, go hang out with friends. And I wasn't a big party, you know, I didn't go clubbing or drinking, you know what I mean? It was literally just like video games and hanging out and whatnot, you know. But that was my, you know, that was my priority. So I would show up late. I think one time my brother-in-law, who was the office manager, came over. Uh, and I was out really late. I probably got a couple hours of sleep. So he opens the door very quietly. And I was laying on the conference room table using a paper towel roll as a pillow <laughs> on the back of the conference room. He's like, get your butt up. He's like, if your dad would have came in here, he would throw you out the window. <laughs> so I rightfully so deserved it. But that's the thing. Granted, I'm sure he saw things, but that's the hard part, right? And maybe for him, maybe it wasn't. Um, because in my opinion, it should have happened sooner. No, but I got to tell you, it, when it, it really wasn't. It, the idea is that. When you have an employee, whether they're a family member or not, you yeah. want to be able to try and rehabilitate. Yeah. If you can't rehabilitate after several opportunities, then you're going to release. In my case, many of the employees, whether they were family or not, that came into the law firm and all the other organizations, the way I looked at my companies was I'm going to coach this individual so that they can give their maximum while they're here. Yeah. But I know that there could be something greater somewhere else. And I kept that mindset. And I got to tell you, we had a lot of paralegals that came through who later on went on to work for some big law firms, attorneys, junior attorneys that came and It was kind of like a, a training pool. Yeah. Uh, and then they went on and they went released. So in, in Mario's case, it was just one of those things. It's not just let me release my son here. Let me release my son. And here's another opportunity. Now it's on you. Make it or yep. break it. 
But that shows experience and maturity on Dr. Mario's end, right? In the sense that he knew how to handle that situation. As, as well as Coach Mario. No, bro. Sorry. <laughs> um, Bounty under we, your I head? I was checking to see if the paper towel was good quality enough for our class. Right. still don't have that with you. I'm waiting to walk in here one day and see you later. <laughs> but that would mean that you would get here before us, and that hasn't happened. That yet. never oh, happened. That's not so, true, sir. Not even in the new ride. So, so But that shows that because what happens is when you need to release a family member, when you need to release an employee period what ends up happening is you will you will then keep using them or asking them for favors right hey i gotta let this person go but then you ask them for a favor outside of the norm out of their out of their job description Mm -hmm. you keep pushing them into different locations and different places so what happens is it's you put yourself in the position of you cannot release them right so because now they have something new they're working on or something d so you got to be able to say hey you're done here. We're moving you there. If you don't like it, then that's then that's your choice to move. But you have to then create that. That's what um, I meant by those healthy agreements. That's part correct. of it. And, and that goes to like the second thing to look forward to, right? You got to define roles. Yeah. So the healthy boundaries define roles. And like we have it here on, on you know, at the, at the podcast and we get that question a lot. Um, we know each other's boundaries. There's some things hey, we can't do these days. We can't do this. We can record on this. Um, same thing on the roles. Right. We know who's in charge of what. And then we help each other and we don't push anybody past those limits because we, we depend on each other to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have healthy boundaries and defined roles, you know, then that'll move into like the third point and probably the last one with the family members. Right reward fairly yeah so you will know how the the family members who are pulling their weight who are lifting correctly those are the people that you want to keep working with and 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 bring more into the business the other ones you have to find new opportunities Mm -hmm. for yep so now that we've talked about how fabulous of an employee i used to be model (laughs) model citizen Great employee. Never got employee of the month, and I was only paper towels. <laughs> never, never got employee of the month, and for the first three weeks, I was only employee. <laughs> that's great. So let's talk about something that's usually not thought of. What are issues for non-family members that are working in a family business? For those of you who own a family business with some employees, think about your people. Yeah, the how first, they might feel right off the bat. Yeah, go the ahead. First me. thing is the outsider thing. Yep, I'm not part of this clan. I'm not part of this group. I'm not part of this family. I'll mm-hmm. never be promoted. I don't. My opinion doesn't count. Right. Hey, there's meetings happening behind my back when they go to dinner. Right. Yeah. You don't feel like your buddy buddies with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you. You walk on eggshells. Yeah. And, and we've seen all of these, right. right? Because if you upset the sister, then that means you upset the brother, the mother, the father, the cousin, everybody else that works there. So you have to be, you know, so um, we've seen those things yeah, too. It's easy, sure. it's easy to feel excluded. Yeah. Right? You know, things are happening at family gatherings and like it or not, especially depending on how uh, the work habits of whoever's in place, you know, you know somebody, if it's somebody passionate about the business, they're going to be talking about business on, you know, birthday parties and dinners. It's like, hey, you got an idea for the... For the company, you know, at Junior's third birthday party, it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah, so they might feel excluded. Um, they might feel that earning recognition, uh, promotions, salary increases, and that, that, you know, well, I'm never going to get it. So they may limit themselves just based off of maybe even trends. Like, okay, well, I, I've been here five years. I've gotten, you know, never been promoted. And everyone else stays getting uh, pay increases and, and other opportunities. So that might unconsciously have them underperforming because they feel they're not going to get rewarded anyway. Cause again, mm-hmm. they're the outsider. They're not, you know, they're not part of the, the, the clique, part of the family. Yeah. And, um, 
ultimately they may face resistance. They may not want to be vocal. They may not feel that they can say anything because everyone else here is family and I'm not. So I'll, let me just keep my little ideas and things to myself. And that's about setting uh, or creating the environment, uh, you know, establishing the container and how it, how it will be for everybody where they can feel that they can raise their voice and give uh, insight, opportunities, advice, or, you know, thought process. I to agree. And, and one of the things that, we did well, and I say we because I wasn't, you know, the only one. I had several attorneys. Is is having an open door policy, yeah. where if you, whether you were a family member or not, and you saw something, you needed to say something. Yeah. You can come in, we close the door, have the conversation, and no repercussions. And that was extremely important. For I think us. that happened. Yeah, I mean that happened with the filing system. Yeah, we couldn't. It was we couldn't find things. Or <laughs> so we had it revamped, and of course. Uh, at the request, I put everything together, created a whole spreadsheet. We okay, we're going to do year code first, then the case file name, then last name, whatnot. And well, that was a result of instant growth. I mean, the, you know, the I, supreme client. I started out at three years <laughs> in the called. state attorney's office, and then after six months, we had to immediately locate a space. Right, like nine months later, we had to move to a larger space in the same building. So it was rapid growth, and we. F- fell upon one of those roadblocks that Mario just mentioned, the, the management system. Yeah. At the time, I was uh, listening to a lot of Wu-Tang and Ghostface Killer. And Ghostface's album was called Supreme Clientele. And that and was not helping us. Supreme Clientele. And <laughs> since we needed a, a, a client list, it was therefore named Supreme Clientele. That's so, a true story. It so was I, named Supreme So I got a kick out of it every time someone would I need you to open the Supreme Clientele folder <laughs> so we can find these files. And with today being Wednesday, after you're done with this podcast, go listen to some Wu-Tang. Wednesday. Exactly. Um, yeah, that, that leadership has a lot to do with that because I've also seen um, I, I've also seen business owners, and they don't do it they don't do it on purpose, but it does happen. Language. Um, I've seen where they speak a language that the other employees don't understand. Mm-hmm. Some Spanish, uh, Russian, Arabic, mm-hmm. uh, Chinese, Chinese. So I've I've been in meetings right where the family members are sitting across the table from me and start speaking a language I don't understand, and I'm just sitting there smiling and I make it a point to like laugh at them, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, guys, I don't speak that language. I can make out some <laughs> of it, but um, you know, but. So you got to be very careful with that. So if you're an outsider, um, one of the things you can do, if you're going to stick in that business, you're going to go, you might want to learn to speak the language, right? So if you're working with predominantly Spanish people, you might want to learn some Spanish, um, right? right? Because most of that clientele will probably be Spanish. And down the road, it's going to hinder you. Same thing. There's a language. Chinese, Portuguese, (laughs) Russian, you know, Arabic, whatever it is, you might want to pick up on some of those. Um, So that... If you're the owner, be very mindful of when you use a language that the other employees don't know. And if you're one of the employees working in the family business, you might want to learn the, yeah. the primary language. Um, so, and that comes along with you know understanding your position. So, if if you're a non-family member, right? Uh, however, you decide to take that blood or not, um, you have to understand your position. Hey, I'm here to do this. This is what I want to do. I'm very happy at this position. Um, and then have an understanding. Hey, I'm working at a family business. I realize that I probably won't have a next step until this. Or if I do, I have to earn it or make it myself. So. Or I have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Correct. Right? You or- must understand what was the intent for which you were hired in the first place. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, and having said that, there's still obviously some some of the benefits of being a family member in a family business are still are, are you know cross over to 
people who are non-family, right? To speak about pros of working with families, you still get that relaxed environment, right? You still have, you know, okay, I, I've known this, you know, they may treat you like family just because everyone else is. So that can be put on you as well. Like, oh, come in here. You've been so good. Da, da, da. They can treat you just like their son or daughter or whatever it is. Yeah. So that whole relaxed environment and opportunity to, you know, not file things in a corporate way, you know, you know, you know, move through the chain. You can go right up because you have a good relationship with everyone in the family and you can be open to do that, uh, to open your mouth and speak uh, whatever it is, lovely things mm-hmm. you have for that idea. Yeah. Um, uh, also, it's uh, the opportunities there are, again, not that they're given to you, but again, if you're being brought on and you're treated like family, other opportunities can be brought in as well. So it may, it's not going to be always limiting. It's also, I think about mindset. If you consider yourself the outsider, what's going to happen? You never know that the conversation behind the closed door is like, hey, you yeah. know, so-and-so over there, you know, like he just he seems resistant, you know. And it could be that they want to welcome you, but it's your own perception of, well, I'm not part of this clan, right? So be mindful. They, they, the people in charge in that family business might be very welcoming to you. You just have to be welcoming to them. Yeah, um, and something you can all, something else you can do to piggyback on that, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. take sides. Oh, yeah. So if you're in a family ran business mm-hmm. and you see an argument, a discrepancy, anything, right, a, 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 a conflict of opinions on something, don't take sides like that. You have to now. And that's good advice regardless. Um, even if you work for a big, giant corporate monster, you, you, you need to, hey, don't take sides. Make sure you're open minded to both sides and see which is the better option than give an educated yeah. opinion. Um, but that more in a family business. Family businesses are usually small business. They don't have, you know. 200 employees they usually have you know 10 12 20 max um so something to that extent you want to just hey i'm not going to take sides i want to see how this affects all of us yeah so having said that we've 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 gone over a couple of them but of course since you know this is the strategic life podcast we want to give you some if you're in family business in a family business or not we want to give you some uh some tips here uh frank said it earlier establish boundaries number one set set those boundaries set the intention if you're hiring new people, let them know this is this is how it's going to go from now on. It's never too late. That's Get that out of your head. If you feel already like, oh, wait, I already have the cousin who doesn't do this. I already have the employee, the niece or the nephew who does whatever they want and abuses company policy and uses the company card and does all this other stuff. Then now's the perfect time to reestablish, set the rules of the game now. Said, hey guys, I've been doing a lot of thinking. I've been doing a lot of reevaluating. There's a lot of money being spent. There's a lot of business, a lot of extra hotel nights being tagged onto these things. Whatever it is happening in your business, it's never too late to do a reset and let, hey, let's get on the same page. I've been loose with a lot of this stuff, but it's time to tighten up. This is what you can expect from me. This is what I need to expect from you. These are the boundaries. This is what we're working with. Let them think whatever wants. If it's your business, this is your baby. Whoever thinks, oh, this is because, and it's going to happen, guys. <laughs> Someone's going to say, oh, this is because so-and-so's been taking all the stuff, been using all the resources. This is because of the vacation he added five days on the business trip and then ended up using the company cart. Whatever. Who cares? It's, all, it, it's nothing personal, just business. Establish those boundaries. Two, define roles. Who does what? What are their roles? What are their responsibilities? They need to know that beforehand. Again, if you're already in business and someone's not, someone, maybe another employee or another family member is picking up someone else's work, it's time to have those roles redefined. A great exercise I like to use is, uh, everyone take out a sheet of paper. That's an exciting announcement, yes. Uh, uh, What is your role in this company? I want you to write it down. What do you think you do here? 
It's a great opportunity to see <laughs> realistically what people do. And the fun part is if someone knows they're missing out, they're going to write stuff on there <laughs> that they know they're not doing. You're like, really? Your job is to get the mail and do this and do that? That's interesting. I'm glad you know that because I didn't think you did. Right. Glad, you, uh, <laughs> glad you're back on it, yeah? And then ultimately, reward fairly, promote fairly. If someone else is putting in the work, you got to understand that. But you also have to let people know what's going on. If you're not vocal about, hey, you're slacking or, hey, you're doing great, it, it shouldn't be a mystery, right? It shouldn't be a mystery to anyone, whether they're being, being told that they're doing good or doing bad. But ultimately, it's all family business, baby. Thank you for listening. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us at Instagram and Facebook at Strategic Life Podcast, Twitter at Strategic Life PC, our website, strategiclifepodcast.com, or email us at action at strategiclifepodcast.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Neurostrategic Coaching Institute and for business solutions with music provided by Gorilla Tech.